something big's coming in either the next episode or the episode after that. What? Something that people have been looking forward to, bugging us about. Something that might get us in trouble, frankly. Um, we're going to be doing the uh, chargiest episode of them all. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. This is Ezra Firestone, your co-host, your host, rather, with my... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We can add this one to the the continuation of us not being perfect. Uh, I'm oh, James Shramko oh. here, by the way, <laughs> the other co-host. Oh, no. Okay. Well, you know... That's what happens. Sometimes you get a little overly excited. I'm very excited about this episode, by the way, because it's so relevant. What we're talking about today is habits, and habits are the things that we do regularly. The choice to do them is one that we consider already made, and that can be conscious or unconscious. So we have habits that we like, and we have habits that we don't like, and changing habits is like training yourself as though you're training a dog. You have to do it enough times to where it becomes automatic. So habits, what are they? Where do they come from? How are they affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Nice. All right. So as usual, Ezra, you, you generally pop a few stories in here early on. Have you got something relevant that inspired this episode? Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig right. Well, here's the thing, man. Here's what really inspired this episode is I'm, I'm training at the circus now. Did you see that video on Facebook where I'm balancing Carrie on my head and all that? No, no but I'm going to have a look. <laughs> yeah, go check it out, man. So I, I have um, known for a very long time that I need to – I tore my hamstring five years ago, and I've just not been willing to do the work it takes to stretch – my leg, stretch my hamstring. And I've known for a really long time that, that I need to create the habit of regular stretching. And even though I do yoga, you know, but I just haven't, haven't done it. And now I have a good enough excuse. I have something that is enough fun and exciting enough that I'm finally creating the habit that I want. So I've got, um, I've got a whole thing on it, man, but that's what inspired it. Nice. All right. Well, tell us what, what do you got? What do you think the, the listener can benefit from today? <laughs> All right. Well, here's what you can benefit from with regard to your habits because you have them. We all have habits, and they're hard to change if you view yourself as wrong for having them, right? If you think that you're, you're a bad dog for, you know, to go with that analogy, then it's going to be really difficult to change that habit. So the first step to changing a bad habit is to look at it neutrally and acknowledge that it's there and then work on a positive thing to replace it. Because if you're just telling yourself that you shouldn't do this thing, if, and then you're just thinking about it more and more. But if you give yourself a positive habit, like for example, if you're telling yourself, don't eat ice cream, that's not going to work. But if you come up with the positive habit of, I want to eat a wholesome dinner, and then you do eat a wholesome dinner, what will happen is you won't be hungry for the ice cream anymore because you'll be nourished by that wholesome dinner. So you don't teach dogs no. You teach them what to do along with the no. So there's a certain amount of discipline that's involved when you catch yourself derailing from a habit that you're trying to break. So And it's important to stop yourself. But beating yourself up about it doesn't actually help. It's like what we've been talking about with worry. Spending all your time worrying about what might happen doesn't actually help you. So a lot what happens with people and habits is they spend all their time – 
thinking that they're terrible for having these habits rather than looking at the habits and saying, okay, I have this habit and I'd like to change it. So what is it that I actually want? And you need, you, you're, you're better off and you're, you're more likely to have success in changing your habit if your attention is on the goal that you have and the thing you want rather than how you think you're wrong for what you're currently doing. So we've got to stop beating ourselves up. Pretty much, man. All that is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Shramco, breaking it down. Well, you know, if you want to break it down more, I like that video uh, called Stop It. And we can put a link to it in the show notes. And it's this lady's got um, neuroses of some kind and, and the guy just says, stop it. And she's looking for more than that and he just says, stop it. I think it's Bob Newhart is the uh, the sketch. So, I, I mean, if you want to change something, then um, change it. Pretty much. I mean, it really is that simple. Is the truth of the matter is you're only ever one decision away because look, you, you don't stop. It doesn't, there is no 12 steps. All this, I think we've had the whole 12 step conversation and I've like said, Hey, I got nothing against the 12 steppers. And we already did all this on a previous episode, but the truth of the matter is you're one decision away from changing whatever you want. Yeah. And once you've decided to change, that's a good point. The next thing is to make the result important enough that moves you towards actually completing that and start with the first step as if you're going to travel to the moon you still have to put the spacesuit on right so just focus on the first thing the nffs the no failure first step you want to go to the moon put on the spacesuit or maybe have a shower before you put the spacesuit suit on like really break it down into the simplest possible tasks so if you're going to go to the moon you're probably going to go to the change rooms at the space station preparation pad you're going to have a shower you're going to put the suit on then you're going to have to walk to the the rocket you're going to have to put your seatbelt on and then you take off right so there's all these little steps we break it down into small steps that are easy to digest like the technique of eating an elephant one piece at a time now also you want to be doing this as often as possible if you want to start a new habit you're not basically starting from scratch you're usually replacing an old habit with a new one and you want to be doing it with daily repetition and you want to be doing it for as long as you possibly can some things take longer to form habits research has shown it can take almost a year to change some habits and it could take as few as 18 days to lock in a fairly simple habit like just drinking a glass of water every day and there hasn't been super amount of research on it there's some myth about changing your habits in 21 days but it's Typically, it takes 66 days according to one research paper in 2009. So uh, I found that uh, when I wanted to start a new habit, I just kept doing the thing over and over again. And then when I stopped doing it, I I felt weird and I just wanted to do it. And an example of that is making a video every few days. Pretty much every day, I make an audio or a video. Like right now, we're recording a podcast. This is my piece of content for today. If I didn't do this and I got towards the end of the day, I'd be sort of missing something i'd feel it was unusual so i would probably pull out a whiteboard turn on the lights and make a little video with the camera unless i was having a day off but generally that one thing a day is the easiest way to build a new habit and you know we'll get to accountability in a second because one of the things that's really helped me create these positive habits in the realm of content creation which is something that we both have the goal of doing in our businesses has been the relationship with you. And that's down down the bottom of the page. But one of the things that we'll talk about in a minute here, one of the things that, you, that we can realize about habits is that they are good or bad 
in relation to whatever goal you have, right? So society judges some habits as positive or negative, and habits can be something that help you fit in from a group or stand out. Like, for example, if you're in a work environment where everyone goes on a smoke break, then that's a social activity and that you'd be ostracized from the group if you didn't participate in. But if you're in an environment where nobody smokes, then that habit is considered negative and you'll be ostracized for participating in it. So it's good to be aware of your habits and how they fit in with the habits of the groups that you you're a part of. And it's also good to be aware of the habits that you pick up from said groups. So I go and I be a part of groups that I want to pick up the habits that people in those groups have. So one of the things that I really want to stress is the first step, in my opinion, to breaking a habit is being aware of the habits that you already have. Do they fit in with the, with the morals and, the, and your moral and your health code? And so this is a big reason why parents are worried about their kids hanging out with the wrong crowd because they don't want those kids to pick up habits from the other kids that they consider bad. So groups are really powerful in shaping the habits you have and you will unconsciously pick up habits from the groups that you hang out in if you're not careful. So it's really good to have your attention on that. That's great. And you've also introduced this notion that you can decide what sort of habits you'd like to acquire and then selectively choose that group that matches the habits that you'd like to take on. Absolutely. And that's my favorite. That is why, for the most part, why I pick new groups to hang out in because I want to be more like them or I want whatever it is that they have. And I figure by hanging out with those folks, I will get closer to that goal. So give us a real example of that. What habit have you acquired since hanging out with a a new group that you've targeted? Well, I targeted, let's just be, let's get real personal around here and let's talk about the, the James Shramko group, right? So <laughs> I had... Oh, there's a chargey subject. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so I, and I'll just go right back to business because that's what we're talking about here. I had the goal of creating the habit of consistent content creation and also um, consistent relating with... Because this is the thing about information marketing, which a lot of the folks who are... are we have, we have a, a really wide and diverse group of listeners, and we love you all. And a lot of the folks who listen in happen to also be people who are in the uh, business of selling information, or, or information is a big part of how they, a big part of, of, of their businesses. And I wanted to get more into positive habits like a weekly video vlog for Bloom and better understanding of how to create and syndicate information and communicating with the people who were doing that, right, on the Facebook groups and all this stuff. So uh, if you look at what's happened over the last three months in, on the information side of each of my businesses, you would see uh, many positive habits have been created. Uh, just from, uh, to name a few, the consistent creation and syndication of optimized information such as video, audio, and articles. If you look at any one of my e-commerce properties, my own blog, that's going on on a regular basis. The consistent relating with other people who are doing that same thing in forums like Fast Web Formula and Facebook groups that we're both a part of, that's not something that I did before. I only related with a select few people through Skype, and I wanted to create the habit of getting out more in touch with my community. So it's been good, man. Yeah, well, you did the same thing that my first mentoring customer did and. My first mentoring customer identified that I was doing something that he wanted to do and he figured the easiest way was to, just to pay me to teach him that. And one of the secrets, I think, to Silver Circle over a traditional 25K platinum group is in those groups, they they might be great for a few reasons uh, where you get to meet other people and you come together two or three times a year for a live event. 
but I think one of the secret sources of Silver Circle is the weekly contact and that's that repetition. And the thing that I'm looking for every week from my members is the one thing they're working on that week that's going to change their business significantly. And by drilling that habit, I think members have been able to start identifying for themselves what that one thing will be. So now it's more of a clarification and calibration and discussion on on the best tactics to deploy that rather than coming up with the thing in the first place. And that one thing, you know, it's interesting because one of the little tidbits I have in here is what is a good way of going about instilling habits in others? And one of the things that I watch you do on Silver Circle Calls that I've adopted in my own mastermind groups is consistent communication about the habits that you know that your people want to create and gentle reminders of their goals. You do that probably without even knowing that you're doing it. You say, oh, you know, you just want to uh, just want to also bring up that this is what you're headed towards or this is what we talked about that you want. And so reminding them of what they want seems to work really well. A lot of this relates to a thing called the Johari window, which is the four quadrants of awareness. And there's a big value add for my mastermind is that I can see what my participant cannot see. That's one of the quadrants. There's one quadrant where we can both see it. That's everything the customer's done up till date. There's stuff the customer sees that I don't see and that's a lot of uh, fear, apprehension, (laughs) uncertainty, (laughs) maybe some conditions in the background that aren't as obvious on the surface, could be relationships, could be business partners, could be past experiences. And then there's the stuff that I can see that the participant can't see. And that's where the massive value in because I know where the business goes next. I've seen it many, many times. I've grown businesses. I know what the next barrier is. So if I can help that participant get to that status faster through my knowledge of the path and lead them along there quicker, then that's where they, they that transfer that stuff into the quadrant that we both know and then there's new stuff to explore. So part of the, the topic here is, is in selecting a new habit, it's really helpful to know what that habit might be and it's really important to know why you are doing that habit. What is the point of that habit? And as soon as you ask these big questions, like why am I doing what I'm doing? What result do I want? What habits would get me that result? Break it down into process. That's when you get the power of habit working for you. Habit is the best weapon when you have it on your side, and it is the most destructive weapon if it if it's against you. Oh, it gets you. It gets you good. And we've all been in that spot. And one of the things that basically we're talking about think, act, get, right? So you think and then those thoughts determine the actions that you have and those actions determine what you get and that's how you And habits. just a qu- quick little delineator there that you might have thought it in the past but then neglected to think about it in the future and sometimes you need to reassess things. You know, one day you go to work a specific route, you thought about it, you acted, the result you got to work. Then you delegate that to your subconscious and now you're not even thinking about it. You just wake up, you get in the car, you arrive at work. You didn't put any thought into how you got there. You didn't put any thought into whether you're going to wear pants and a shirt and underpants and socks and shoes today because that's been delegated. But then it, it's sometimes good just to go and reevaluate all of those things. Now, I'm not suggesting that you automatically become a nudist or something, but I'm saying just roll back some of these 
embedded thoughts that you had one day, but then you've forgotten to go back and reassess. Are you still happy going to the same work? Are you still happy with the car that gets you there? Is there a faster route? Maybe someone's built a freeway in the meantime. Do you know the clothes you're wearing still representing who you are and, and how you want to reflect on the world? So just go and reassess some of the things that you thought about once before, but maybe a long time ago. That's the beauty of everything, really, is that you have choice. You do get to choose if you, if you think about it. <laughs> Which is nice. And a lot of people don't really feel like they have a lot of choice in their life. Because they've been told what to do by the government, their teacher, their parents, and they never realized they had the choice. Exactly. And so we want to point out that you do have choice and that you ought to take advantage of that because by taking advantage of that, you'll have a more pleasurable life. All right. So you know what time it is, Ezra? It's time for that WWW. <laughs> what is it? WWPWRB? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's the WWP, Weekly Willpower Wager. It could be the WWW. It could be, but Um, it might not be. Anyways, we we got a wager for you, listener. We would like you to take inventory of your habits, the ones that you like, the ones that you're proud of, and maybe the ones that you're not so proud of, the ones that you'd like to change. So we want you to make a list of the habits that you can identify that you have. And to change your habits, we want you to start small. So find one habit that you consider to be bad and find one that you want to replace it with and then practice that. Do it for a week until the new one becomes a habit. It probably won't become a habit in a week, but we want you to do that new habit for a whole week. And we want you to let us know in the comments what habit you picked that you wanted to change and what you replaced it with. And, you know, you have to keep going. you got to be diligent. Write it down somewhere so that you can see, like on your fridge or on your wall, so you don't forget that you want to change that habit. And then once you've got that habit kicked and you're in the, and you're in the process of drinking a glass of water right, right when you wake up, then pick another one. And a really key tip that I've found for habits is don't try to change them all at once because you'll get overwhelmed and you won't do any of them well. You want to ju- use James's one thing rule in this area. Pick just one and work on that. I'm picking uh, stretching my legs on a daily basis. I need to loosen up these hamstrings. These things are too dang tight. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this hamstrings. You could man, you've got a lot of lot of things to overcome there, Ezra. I know. Your ears are too big. Yeah. This is all this body <laughs> image stuff, man. You've got a um, chocolate almond. Addiction. I do, although I've kicked it's, that one. I have success hot have dog. You, there you go. Like, See? Now I'm expecting we'll get comments on this episode a long time in the future. Perhaps more than sixty six days in the future, and that's okay. If you've been working on something and uh, you, you dig up this old episode. I mean, if you've been sort of on the fence maybe about something, thinking, oh, I, just, I know I shouldn't stuff my face and eat till I'm obese and throw up and I, I know that it's bad for me, treat this as some kind of intervention that was sent to you as a message to say, stop it. Start doing something better for yourself. My one thing is just to make sure that I do one a uh, segment of exercise per day, whether it's swim, walk, or ride. That's my KPI, my key performance indicator. And so I do one piece of content and one exercise thing per day. That's my one That's thing. That's awesome. And we want you to let us be the ones who hold you accountable for changing that habit. So there's a, cha- there's a habit you want to change. Well, we, y- you are accountable to us. So we want to hear that you've changed it. We can be those people in your life. Uh, who want who, who yeah you could post a comment of what you intend to do you could put your intention there so that it's there on a public site for everyone in the world to see 
and then come back and tell us. And I will tell you what, that one works. If I post something in, 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 uh, in a forum or on a Facebook group or something saying I'm going to do something, well, then people actually expect me to do it, and therefore I get it done. So, Well, you know, I saw a great presentation from Derek Silver, and he said that's a terrible idea, that if you put something out there, you actually experience the same endorphins or whatever that that you get as if you've achieved the result you want and then the motivation for doing it disappears or dissipates so you shouldn't tell people your goals uh, is an alternative point of view it's a great presentation and i'll put a link to that video as well derek is a wonderful author and speaker i like his material a lot so whichever view you subscribe to whatever's worked for you in the past is a good indicator do that i'd love to watch that you will i'm sure you'll be watching it <laughs> very soon. <Yeah. laughs> what, what, by the way, you know what sort of show would this be if we always agree on everything? Yeah, I disagree a hundred percent with that, but I also am willing to consider. You know, you know me. If I get, but back- you're not judging me for it. No, and no, I'm. I- you know, I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm just saying that I've seen alternative uh, perspectives on this. Yeah, and in my case, I'm kind of more like the. I'll show you what I've done rather than tell you all about what I'm gonna do. That's more my style. Well, I think that's a I think that's a more modest and humble and probably more successful style to go. But I'm talking about in the case you want some accountability, yeah. you can create it for yourself through these social. Yeah, media. and if you you know if you know you're in trouble and you really want our support, just just let us help you there. Post it and we'll get onto it. All right, we must be up to the news and update section. That's the NU baby. <laughs> N and U, yeah, we've got, we're going for acronyms today. <laughs> yeah. We should have called this the acronym. Episode. We've got FWF four uh, coming up. Yep, that's not far away. That's only a couple of weeks. That's fast web formula for those of you who may be listening to this after it's already happened, um, and it's an event that James puts on from time to time, uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's going to be awesome. We've got uh, well, there's over a hundred people coming now. Just organizing some surprises for the guests and. I'm really looking forward to the change and the transformation that will occur for the people who are smart enough to have invested in themselves for this event. Yeah, I'm really excited about this event. And if you do end up releasing the videos of it inside of fastwebformula.com, which is your membership. I fully intend to. They mightn't be all at once, but uh, they will be released over time. Well, that's awesome. So if you did miss it and you are listening to this later, go ahead and check out fastwebformula.com. If, you're, if you've been listening to any of our episodes, you know how highly I, I recommend that uh, to anyone who's interested in, in marketing. Just because of the diverse group of people that are in there, 600 – what do you got, 600? No, seven, no it's over 700. 700. I just, could see it having 1,000 members sometime this year and i may actually move it to a quarterly or an annual subscription soon because there's so much good stuff in there i want really committed people Um, i'm very focused on making that the best community on the planet i already believe it is from a marketing perspective from from a if if you talk about yeah well i mean i'm just completely biased but i'm not completely biased dude i participate i mean i I (laughs) look a little bit i don't think so i mean we're buddies and i love you and we're great friends but I will. I'll tell you straight. If your content is 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 funky, or if your community is number two compared to some other one, I'd, ha- I'd be happy to tell you that. I I don't think you'd take take offense to it either. No. Oh, well, from you, Ezra, you could get away with telling me just about anything because I've learned a lot from our discussions. It's uh, helped me as a human. So thank you for that. I want to acknowledge it again. <laughs> now, thanks, man. I we appreciate also, it. Uh, 
are taking voicemails for our show, you can go to the little thing at the bottom of our site. It says leave a voice message and you can record something. We've got a few recordings and we'll be playing one in a second. Now, uh, beyond that, we'll be talking more about our Hawaii Lifestyle Business Retreat because we'll have to start booking tickets and stuff soon. So that'll be a discussion we have uh, in June, depending on whenever you listen, it's June 2013. We'll really start talking about that because it's in September. And I think that. Dude, you know what I forgot? Sorry to interrupt you. Something big's coming in either the next episode or the episode after that. What? Something that people have been looking forward to, bugging us about. Something that might get us in trouble, frankly. Um, We're going to be doing the uh, chargiest episode of them all. Oh, is this the sex one? This is the sex episode. My mom is going to be online. And not only that, I've got another family member that I've I've got coming. So you've got to be kidding me. It's family party talking to you about sex. uh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you just tell me. Just bring it on me. I never know what these episodes are about. Oh, man. One day we'll just log on and it'll be, hi, Ezra's mom, let's talk about sex. That's just, okay. All right. Well, I'm open-minded to to that it's going to be awesome so that's coming up shortly also i'd love you to go and check out superfastbusiness.com which is james's website he just did a redesign uh one of the things about shrammy is that he's always innovating and he's got a real cool if you have if if you're a reader if if you're listening to this you probably checked out his site before but it'd be worth going and checking back because uh it's never the same is it it's different today as it was two days ago yeah i'm sure today it's quite different um Testing some stuff. And it's, it'll give you inspiration, I think, for your own business watching that. Um, that's why I watch CrateAndBarrel.com from an e-commerce perspective. I check CrateAndBarrel.com every two days because of the uh. split tests that they run, because of how amazing they are from an e-commerce perspective. I get so much value from watching what those guys are doing. Yeah, well, we so, make changes and then we go and look at page views and uh, referral traffic back to my sales sites and opt-ins, conversions. And also, I've run a great split test on the opt-in for my site that's resulted in a tremendous lift. And I sent some screenshots to our buddy Clay Collins from Lead Pages. He's going to talk about it in one of his marketing shows because the the change was so simple and obvious and it had a massive, massive lift in conversions for the opt-ins. So, um, you can check out, what is that, marketingshow.com? Uh, for Clay, Clay Collins' site. It'll be something like that. Uh, he's got great content from a conversion perspective. If you're into landing pages and that kind of stuff, you should check out Clay for sure. Yeah, marketingshow.com. I'm sure he'll be putting a little uh, episode about that. All right. And then the, the, what I'm most excited about is, is my own stuff, obviously, because I'm into myself. But uh, I've got... I've got <laughs> you oh, selfish beast. Brown box. <laughs> no. You got brown box That's formula right. coming and out. Brown box formula is something that I've spent the better part of the last four months creating. Um, it is my system for how I build uh, e-commerce businesses, how I find markets, how I find suppliers, how I build platforms, how I get traffic, how I get conversions, how I build communities, the whole deal. And it launches June 3rd at brownboxformula.com. I've done um, two 3,000-word reports that I'm giving away for free. That I mean, if you read those reports, you're going <laughs> to... Are you now? Are you promoting your own product yourself? Do you offer a bonus as the author? Or uh, I mean, I don't. I I'm not offering any bonuses. I'm going to be telling people to. I mean, I'm giving so much stuff in this course, dude. You don't need any bonuses. Just go through the course. This course has everything. If you want to learn how to run an e-commerce business, you don't need anything other than the course. No, I'm just thinking there'll be affiliates. Yeah, all they'll over probably this. have bonuses and stuff. Um, well, why don't you put a link on uh, thinkatget.com for your? Affiliate I don't know link. if I'm allowed. And to maybe have people. Yeah, you should check. 
You think I am? Out. You think that's cool? I didn't even think to ask. I just Well, if you put your own link on ThinkAppGet, maybe people who buy from your link could um, get on a little private webinar well, with you or Why don't something. we better yet put your link on ThinkAppGet? Because I'm already going to make some money on it. I don't need to make extra money. Yeah, we could do that. And uh, and maybe people buy through me then uh, or get you and me on a private little chat and we can uh, they can ask questions in more, more depth about the course. Yeah, that works. All right. Done. Yeah. Deal. Sounds right. good. <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll put a link there on our products page. And, and uh, cool we'll link somewhere. Yeah, yeah there's going to be. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. It's going to be kick ass about e commerce, and you can't ignore e commerce. The big stores are struggling. They're going broke, and uh, the offline stores, that is. So that customer has to go somewhere. And, you know, I went in to buy some shoes the other day, Ezra, and they didn't have my size. So I took a picture of the shoe, and I fully intend to go and look it up online, knowing that. My size, I know what my size is. It's the next size up from the one that they had in the store that they don't stock that I can't get them to order in. So I have no choice but to go online. And yeah. if someone out there supplies that shoe, they're going to get my order. What trips me out now, if you're in Australia, I'm in the US, if we look at Europe and we look at China and we look at the growth rate, th th this statistic blows me away. Just to talk about e-commerce for a second and where we are with it, uh, the Chinese equivalent of Valentine's Day this past year Chinese equivalent of Amazon and eBay, those two companies, uh, I don't remember their names, but they did a combined $3 billion in sales in a single day. And to give you perspective on that, that is three times the amount of sales that the United States did on Black Friday online in 2011. So China, and only 2% of, of, of total retail sales are done online in China, whereas 8% are done online here in the States and 6% uh, in Europe. But the way it's growing, I just don't see how these um, physical, big physical product stores that are uh, local, I just, I just see it's just going to continue to grow is basically what I'm saying. And it's a good time to be in, in, the, in the business of retailing products online and info products online. Perfect. All right. Let's talk about uh, listener comments. We had uh, Mike Coella called in on the uh, – he made a comment about the excuses episode. Nailed it. This was great. No time, wake up earlier, go to bed later, eliminate three time wasters you do each day and agree. Emails are time vacuum, set filters and definitely time blocks of when you'll open email. Look forward to the topic you mentioned about converting more with the existing traffic you have. My one site gets 40,000 a month, just bumped conversions up using spring metrics to 3.5%. Would love to bump it up a little more. Great show, guys. That's great. You know, for thinkatget.com, Ezra, we're getting over 7% opt-ins. Uh, which is really quite good from uh, you know for for the traffic that comes to it. A lot of people go to thinkatget.com to listen to the podcast as a streaming episode. And one of the techniques we do is we do put a little show note summary with timelines to assist people and some links to extra resources, like the mention of the video "Stop It" or uh, the Derek Siver video. We we do put things from time to time extra that you can't get. Uh, just from the iTunes feed. Occasionally, you can even see our giant heads, such as the... Well, we put pictures. I liked your picture for the fear episode. Thank you for sending that through. We like to put an original picture. It's one of our content strategies is we always use original pictures. And today's picture that I put up on Facebook... Oh, my goodness God. Me, I can't believe, that was, I can't believe that was real. It's a real picture. I literally woke up, looked out the window, and took a picture posted it there and it's i called it uh, golden sunrise and i've had and it might be the most beautiful five thing shares and uh 70 likes and 13 comments people saying hey dude you could be selling that 
down at the markets on a big blown up thing. So we might use that picture for uh, our show notes today of the golden sunrise, courtesy of my phone. <laughs> and I think can, we should. Yeah, you can see uh, one of my habits was to wake up early and it's really easy. I just don't use any curtains or blinds and the sun just comes up. So I used an outside force to assist me with my goal and it's working beautifully. You know, I thought that was a painting at first. Uh, when you first posted it. Okay, Carol Amato on the episode of Rights says, Great show, guys. Awesome insight today. I'm going to take the challenge of daily stopping to think about my rights and why I feel the way I do. I've experienced subscribers getting on my list to send me one of their offers, whether it be MLM or not. I used to send a friendly email, and this would result in a ping-pong effect of emails. Now, I just grab their email address, delete the email address, and or delete their email and go into AWeber and take them off my list. Then I block them for it. From, from ever having the opportunity to feel entitled to spam me again. Saves me time in the long run. Love the show and keep it up. Thanks, Carol. And uh, that's Yeah, it. you know, whoa, sorry, man. No, no, go for it, bro. Not sure how that happened. Now, uh, <laughs> but that's a little preview of our up-and-coming call. Now, just wanted to respond. That just blows me away, the old technique of MLM spammers. They get on your email list and subscribe to receive your stuff. And then they have an auto-reply spamming you with this stupid MLM offer. And it might sound judgmental, but you know what? After 20 years of being in the workplace, I'm so fed up with MLM people pitching me on how my life could be so much better and blah, 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 blah. They are like some scurvy scum that should be eradicated. Well, the, it's the it's, old model it, of selling. I mean, you are so oh, the antithesis like of MLM the, how selling. How do I destroy all my friends' and family's relationships? Let me pimp my selfish desires across them no matter what the price. I don't want to get my freaking soap in a no-name box monthly. I like going down to the markets or the village and exploring and, and, uh, and trying different things. So, you know, but the point, my main point is if you're joining my list, it doesn't mean I want to join your list. That's the, that's the main point. So anyway, I'm sure I'll get some complaints. I'm sure there's some lovely MLMs and they're, they're not like that and everything else. Please. <laughs> here's, here's where I think the fundamental um, – here, here's what it is, man. Your style of selling is allow me to provide you with value. If you are interested in my viewpoints on this set of content or this set of information, I will share them with you for free as much as you want. And I may occasionally make you offers. And that's a, that's a style of selling. And if you join my list, you, you get to confirm that you really did want to and you can leave at any time and you can even choose how frequently you'd like to receive it. Right. Well, it's just the opposite style of selling from let me bash you over the head with my stuff and tell you how you're wrong until you have it, and once you have it, you'll be right. And that's the old style of selling. Oh, and then we'll mask it with three layers of vagueness so that you don't really know it's MLM until we dig down a few layers deep. You know? Yeah, it's, a, it's just a tough business model. Oh, and we might even say, oh, you've got to sign a, a disclosure because it's so secretive and, and uh, like, seriously? Y that you know, some stupid uh, thing called like rip, a few rip, years ago it was doobly. Now it's ripping. Or ripping. It pisses yeah. me off. I saw oh. that. But here's the Someone thing. Someone asked me the other day at a, at an event, "What do you think about blah, blah blah?" I said, "I don't think much about it at all. I think you should build a real business." And they, you know, they were obviously trying to pitch me on it. You know, I think oh. I just want to point out to those of you who have, who are participating or have been pitched to participate in an MLM. Here's the deal. You are good enough and you are smart enough and you have what it takes to do something on your own and you don't need to ride the coattails of a company like that. You really can 
create your own thing, create your own value, and have your own business that will actually end up paying you a whole lot more than you would make from some uh, MLM uh, business model. So I highly recommend that you you have the confidence in yourself to really go for um, your own thing. Perfect. All right. <laughs> well, we're just touching all the charging subjects this time around. Sorry, folks. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure there's some great ones. I know Send Out Cards is actually a good program, for example. I get it. Is that MLM? It is MLM, but it's not like it's you know I've I've never been rammed down my throat with it, and it's actually a good product from what I hear that actually has a useful purpose. So I, I get it. There's probably some exceptions. I'm not tar in the whole industry. I have like there's a good guy I know called David Frey, and he's in MLM, and he's a good guy. He's smart. Oh, I, I know clever. David. Yeah, he's cool. He's an MLMer. So there are good ones out there. But I just seem to attract the ones that aren't. You attract the funky monkeys. All right, Eric Foster oh on rights. He says, Roman, contact me regarding my proposal. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy is unstoppable. <laughs> Good for you, Eric. He says, hi, James and Ezra. Awesome episode as always. And thank you for reading my comment on the previous episode. James, I heard you speak of this method, getting sponsored to attend an event on someone else's behalf and then working for them to implement the ideas for them in their business so they can recoup their expenses. Great tip. Guys, I get so much out of each episode. So keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Eric. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a fantastic technique. You don't need money, folks. You just need some nous. Find someone with money and no time and you can make an exchange. Okay, Kate on the episode on fear. I really like this episode, James and Ezra. Thank you, James. Your acknowledgement of how much you are learning yourself is wonderful. I've noticed how much you are acknowledging others lately, and I think it's creating an even more thriving community. By the way, Ezra, I think Kate's coming to Fast Web Formula, so you'll get to meet Oh, sweet. Is she the one with the daughter who listens as well? No, that is uh, Sue Ellen, who's Ah, awesome as well, and hopefully she'll be there. Also, the fear topic was great. It's critical to understand that much human motivation is avoiding the negative rather than seeking the positive. I like the story about Joe. That's a great analogy for creating a relationship with the tribe. Joe is essentially other-focused, not forcing his own agenda or goals, but giving the other person what they want and need and building trust. That way, people come to you. It's an excellent strategy. Bullying is an extreme defensive tactic. Bullies go on the offensive hard and early to distract others from their own real insecurities. Thanks, guys. This is really a cut above any other business podcast. Well, thank you, Kate. That's lovely. That's awesome, Kate. I look forward to meeting you. And what she was just talking about with Joe goes right into what we're talking about, about selling. All right. Tim Holmes on fear. He says, brilliant. Fear is only the perception of what change may bring. I call it perception deception cool stuff thanks tim yeah that's good tim that's that's sweet uh brendan on confidence uh by the way when we say on confidence we're talking about the episode that it relates to most of our episodes have got one word name so it's our little thing it looks good on a blog roll okay hey boys had to chuckle when you mentioned the reach of podcasts and how versatile they are as a marketing tool couldn't be more true listen to the latest few episodes sitting on a plane from kl back Kuala Lumpur, I think. Yes, of course. I'll counter Roman's feedback. I actually like the intro, although it does need a small tweak. Ezra should be referred to by his full name, Ezra Sexy Jesus Firestone. (laughs) I think we should adapt that (laughs) from episode 20. I'd like you to introduce yourself that way, Ezra. (laughs) Listen to request. How could you deny? Well, I'll tell you what I thought was hilarious was everyone in Fast Web Formula posting pictures of their own sexy Jesus images. 
Uh, I found one of you as a rock star on yeah, Dory Friends' oh, site man. that I just thought was too funny and I had to post it. Oh, Hope you don't mind. No, not at all. Um, here's, a, here's something interesting. Did Mike send you that uh, intro he did for the show? He said he dragged it into Skype and when I went to download it, it, it was not available. So we might have to get another copy of it. I've got a copy of it here. It's pretty funny. Um, I think perhaps... Pop it in. Pop it over to me. We'll play it. All right. All right, we're going to play it. And this was from Mike Cowles. This summer, the world faces its greatest challenge ever. Its mindset. But among the nations, a dynamic duo has risen from the ashes. Jane Shrapko and Ezra Firestone bring you Think, Act, Get... So, Mike, thank you for sending that over. And this may, I think, probably is just a little bit too intense, Mike. But um, next time, you know, this one's probably a little too intense to use as the intro for our show. But we appreciate you sending it over anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, we had Eric uh, on the Fear episode. Hey, James and Ezra. I wanted to make a comment about you guys reading reviews from iTunes and talking about people who have left comments on your blog. I'm getting a sense of irony here. I think talking about reviews and comments is a good thing and I don't see anything wrong with you reading or discussing the positive comments that were left about you on all the podcasts. By the way, I think we also read the negative ones. Uh, I don't take it as you boasting or talking about yourself. Sorry, Timbo. He's referring to Tim Reed from Freedom Ocean where Tim does not read the comments because he feels that it's too self-indulgent. Uh, quote unquote I think it's good to interact with your audience it gives you more credibility and shows listeners that others are here and also listening well we certainly know that from the download stats there's at least 3,000 people listening to each episode and for me it's always fun and nice surprise when you hear your own comment uh, read or commented on your podcast so there you go Eric Foster uh, thank you for sending that I hope you enjoyed listening to your own comment back and i uh, Really appreciate you letting us know how you as a listener feel about it. Now, Timbo will still say, well, that's great for the listeners who get read out. I'd love to hear from listeners who don't get read out. Does it upset you or piss you off if we start talking about everyone that did read in? I, I get that it would be good for someone who did write in, but what about if you didn't? We read in. Anyone who writes in, everyone has that same opportunity. Yes, but what if they don't write in and we're reading out you know, Eric and Brendan and Tim? Do they relate to that? But here's the interesting thing about the con uh, comments, right? So what our, what our listeners enjoy is our crazy viewpoints on all this stuff. And every time a new comment comes in, it inspires some random conversation about some madness. And I think it actually adds to the value of the show. Yeah. It's user-generated content and, and good discussion points, and we do ramble on around them a bit, which is fun for us anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's one more. Well, I'll let you take that All one. All right. We one. actually got two because we got Jonathan Edwards coming up. Lucy says, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I feel like you keep hitting me with the right message for my business right when I need it. I really appreciate all of your hard work, and I totally look forward to seeing you at Fast Web Formula in cities in Sydney next month. Cheers from across the ditch in Auckland. All right. Lucy from New Zealand. I look forward to meeting you. As I can't wait to meet everyone, all of our Think Act Get community and, and Fast Web Formula community. I, I have not had the chance to meet most of you in person yet, so I'm, I'm quite excited about it. It'll be a very different event than anything you've ever attended in the United States. I tell you, it's um, very, very different, the, the atmosphere. Okay, 
Uh, we had a uh, few speak pipes. We'll just listen to one this week. It's Jonathan Edwards from Canada. Hey there, James and Ezra. It's Jonathan Edwards calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I uh, just want to say how much I love the new podcast. It's uh, it's growing on me for sure. Ezra, I can totally relate to your chocolate almond addiction. For those of us green juicing fans, um, I've got to say it's, you know, for some reason it's our only organic vice, but then we eat like the whole bag. So I can totally relate. So, hey, uh, James, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. And, and Ezra, you too. Um, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we are blessed and cursed with more opportunities than we could ever uh, pursue. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on what opportunities you've passed up or maybe the criteria you used to pass up. I know, James, you've talked about kind of that um, cumulative effect and, and compounding effect. And I think that's kind of where we're at now. But um, I'd just love to hear your thoughts. So great job, guys. Keep it up, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Jonathan, thank you so much for uh, leaving that message. I understand the chocolate almond addiction, man. And uh, I've actually kicked it, and I think you can too. I'll hold strong for you. Um, how do we handle the, the shiny object syndrome? How, how do I pass up opportunities? Well, I don't pass up the good opportunities. You know, I take the ones that are good, but I only take the ones that are in alignment with my goals. You know, it's not always about making money. And I find that I know what I want to achieve and I know what's going to take my attention away from achieving that. If something really big comes up and I feel like I can set up the team or uh, the ability to handle that project without actually taking too much of my own time and energy because I'm big on outsourcing, um, then I do it. But uh, the, the criteria for me is, is it going to improve my life in some way? Will I actually take enjoyment in this opportunity? If it's just about money, then it doesn't really do it for me. It's got to have something beyond just a monetary incentive. Yeah. Well, from my point of view, it's this magic idea of filters and when you say no to something, it gives more power to the yes, the things you do put attention to. So I'm looking for my future compound return. Is it going to be worthwhile? Because I can choose. So there's the opportunity cost I've got to weigh up. And to try and extrapolate something into the future and figure out what it means in the long term and how that sits with my why and the, the result that I'm looking to achieve. A few things that I look for, I'll give you some tips. One is I look for ownership. I'm not going to build someone else's race course. I want to own the race course. So that's something I look for. I'm looking for recurring payoff for a one-time investment of my time and energy. So I'll be looking for, um, you know, can I automate, leverage, uh, set up continuity of some kind. I'm also looking to get paid now as well as later. They're, the most common pitch that I get is, you help me with your business you, no, you help me with my business and I'll pay you from profits. I mean, that's such a bullshit offer. I get it so often and you'll hardly ever hear of anyone who gets paid taking that deal. But I've heard hundreds of people who never got a cent because the person that can't string things properly enough to organize somebody to pay for it, it doesn't have to be them, but doing a triangulation deal is not resourceful enough generally to make it succeed and to be able to pay you in the future. So I really do not take those pie in the sky deals and the most common one you get is share options i'll give you share options you know and they're always worthless they tend tend to be worthless they're not liquid the, the company goes 
bust, nothing ever comes from it, but you've put your blood, sweat and tears into the, the big magic golden dust unicorn rainbow fairy prize that never existed. I'll tell you what, man, you're so, so spot on about that. The most common offer I get is the same thing. Do a bunch of work for me now and you may get some future payoff or I promise you some future payoff. So I would I'll say to you... I'll refer to all my friends or I'll buy yeah. lots more of your stuff. Jonathan, if your opportunities do not have some immediate payoff for you in the work regard, if you're not being paid up front, and I highly recommend that anyone who's doing any kind of service, anyone who's doing any kind of anything, make sure that they are getting immediate profits when those profits come in. Um, I think it's a, such a good tip. And as you get more, as you become more successful as a, a business person, you will get more and more people requesting your help for free. And you've got to figure out how much charity. Because look, you're going to do some charity. We all do a bit of charity. It's nice, but you've got to figure out where you draw that line. Yeah, and that's and that's a choice you can do. But you know, that's charities. I find that generally it's the ones I choose to support from my own will not because I'm walking through a supermarket and someone's bouncing a balloon around to attract my attention and pitch me on sponsoring some blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I, I like to pick and choose where I can have the most impact. All right, so let's get into the think about it section. This is where we do a quote on topic. And my quote is, winners make a habit of doing the things losers don't want to do by Lucas Remeswal. <laughs> You've never seen two M's and two A's in the same name, huh? Why's that? I, I've just never seen it. Oh, well, how can you say that about me? That's very well. Bizarre. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, by the way that you pronounced his name, I figured you you probably hadn't either. But you know what? <laughs> I was assuming, and you know what they say about assumptions. That's out of you and me. Yeah. Well, no, well, I, I haven't seen many names like that. But I will say we get a lot more different surnames in Australia probably than than what you have in most other countries because of where we're located. We have extreme diversity. So it's not an unusually uncommon thing for, for uh, here, but uh, ho hopefully I uh, got that right. But uh, the, the point is to get a habit going, you might actually have to do some work or expend some energy in the beginning, and that puts most people off. So I always say to my uh, Silver Circle students, celebrate the challenges, celebrate anything that's difficult because that's the thing that stops people from coming and taking your business. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Anything difficult is usually worthwhile. And that is so true. I've also got a, a quote from Sir Remerswall, and <laughs> the quote is, just do it. First, you make your habits, then your habits make you. And it's so true. What you do on a daily basis shapes who you are. And you get to choose what you do on a daily basis, which means you get to choose who you are. And there is so much freedom and power in that if you really just grasp that concept. You really do have choice. It does not matter your circumstances. It does not matter your financial status. It does not matter your looks. None of that stuff matters. What matters is what you do. And you get to choose what you do, believe it or not. And so um, I just love this quote. I, I think this guy's, I, you know, he, he's, a, he's a brilliant guy. So um, thank you, Lucas, for those tidbits. Beautiful. All right. Tag tips, baby. Tag tips. Let's do it. So buddy up, accountability. So get someone to do it with you. It's so much easier. It's like if I wanted to go and uh, press weights at the gym, I'll definitely find someone who's been there before, who knows their way around the equipment who knows what to eat, who knows the best way to stack the weights, et cetera, et cetera. And they could spot me so that I could reach my absolute maximum but in a safe environment with the encouragement and support. It's so much easier to do something together 
than to stick it out by yourself. And I really find this one to just to be so true that I, I'm, I don't know if it's because of where I was raised or what, but I really won't do anything unless I've got someone, <laughs> someone to do it with, frankly. And so I've been wanting to uh, uh, stretch out my legs. I know I'm back to my hamstrings for a long time, but I wouldn't do anything about it until I had Carrie to, as, as someone to do it with. I, wouldn't, I, I quit training Muay Thai kickboxing when I lost my training partner. Like I find it so easy to pick up habits when someone else, when I've committed to someone else to do that thing. If I told someone I'm going to be there at 7 a.m. three days a week to train, then I show up because I've committed to them to do it. And there really is the power of, of having someone else uh, as a buddy to do things with. And you know, there's some habits that you just, you're not going to be able to have help with. So this isn't relevant to all habits, but it is relevant to um, some very important ones. And it is very helpful. This podcast, for example, I buddied up with James and now I have a podcast. I wanted to do a podcast for who knows how long, but I didn't actually pull it off until I had the accountability from Shrammels here to make it happen. So thank you for that. Yeah, and that's how I got kicked off. I buddied up with Timbo Reed and we created Freedom Ocean and that came as a result of me being a guest interview on his other podcast, Small Business Big Marketing. And he came back to me and said, hey, let's do a podcast. And he was the experienced hand, the one who's in the game. He knew what to do. He sent me a, a website build for a podcast with the plugin, and I got all up and running with it. And, and so when we approached ThinkAct Get, it was so much easier to set up. And you know, I was talking to the other day uh, was John Lee Dumas. Love that guy. And he said, you were right. He said, you were right. I was jogging when I was listening to you talking about me and he chuckled. And I thought people that he was around were um, probably looking at him funny. But I said, John, you should come to Fast Web Formula as well and tell us about podcasting. We could talk about Think, Act, Get with John Lee Dumas and Ezra and me all at the same time and record it. That would have been really cool. So I put that thought to him. I wonder Is what he coming? Happen. You should ask him, Ezra. I'm going to email him email and be like, say, come he on, absolutely dude. should come. I told him he can sit in on the Silver Circle day as well and that will grow his business faster. And Because we were talking about business growth stuff, you know, behind the scenes like you do. And we had a great conversation. I, I really hope that he can come. Yeah, that would be very cool. That guy is awesome. All right. My tip is on mindset. And James touched on this earlier. Here's the thing about habits. You've got to identify your reason. If you have a reason, it makes it a lot easier. If you think you should, that doesn't really help you. But, but if you have some reason to do it, then you, it gives you the incentive to actually make that thing happen. And I've already talked about the fact that <laughs> my hamstring was injured and I knew I needed the habit. Are you sure? What's, yeah. it, what's this hamstring <laughs> oh, no, business? man. My hamstrings. I'll tell you what. It's really helped me. It's, it's, it's too much to take on. You know, a banana eating, almond-addicted, big-ear, circus performer who looks like sexy Jesus has an irregular hamstring. I know. It's, I mean, you can't it's you a, couldn't it's make right this where the It's right where the hamstring attaches to the glute. It's up there in that attachment. That's where the real pain happens. Uh, you should send us a pic. We'll, like, we'll put it to the blog. It would be a very strange <laughs> no, picture. It's all right. <laughs> uh, anyways, the it's point right. here is that reasons are the key. And this is what James touched on earlier. If you can take the time to identify why it is you want to create the habit or the thing that you want, um, that will that will support you in doing that. So everyone always talks about this. You need to know your why. And it's good to, it's good to really identify your why. Your why is not to make money if that's what you think your why is. That's not what your why is. Your, what do you want that money for? That's your why. So um, I think you want it to attract a better partner to have 
supreme babies so that you survive. Probably if you look back to prehistoric needs, it's something like that. Fundamentally, yeah. We all do everything for for the opposite sex. (laughs) So Um, there you go, folks. This was episode 19 about habits. What is it? Where do they come from? What are your habits, good or bad? And how's it affecting your business and life? That's what we'll be looking at in this episode of Think Get Get. It's been our pleasure having you on the show. Great to catch up again, Ezra or uh, Sexy Jesus. Ezra, Ezra, Sexy Jesus Firestone. It's been absolutely awesome. I will just turn the other hamstring. <laughs> and a special big shout out to all our MLM fans. Oh, no. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, we really do appreciate the time that you spend with us. Uh, and we look forward to meeting you or talking to you on the blog or in person. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.